The subject of rest is what we want to consider uh, this morning as we come to consider uh, the word of the Lord at his house. Rest is something, of course, that's familiar to each and every one of us. There's none of us here uh, today that has uh, had no experience of rest or doesn't know uh, what rest is from the very day that we're born, from the very day that we enter into this scene of time, from we take our first breath, we experience and we desire rest. Think about that newborn babe, how often it sleeps, usually during the day and not so much during the night, I must confess. And uh, my wife and I are expecting another little one. We're going to be back to sleepless nights again very soon. But that newborn babe desires rest. It longs for the rest uh, of its body. Think about children, many of whom require their naps or rest during the day. Think of many adults who need that rest. They need that nap uh, during the day. And maybe perhaps like uh, the children, if we don't get that nap, we might become a little agitated and uh, we need the rest and we need uh, that refreshment for our body. Think about those maybe who are later on in the journey of life and they are wearied by life's journey. Their body is tired, it is weak, it is frailing and oh, how much they need that period of rest. Of course, if you engage in any physical activity whatsoever, whether work or sport or whatever it might be, uh, you know that the body will very quickly and very soon need rest. Maybe you spend a few hours out in the garden, and by the time you're finished, uh, you're feeling pretty exhausted. I remember the first time that I cut uh, the hedge at the front of our house. It took me nearly the whole day, and by the end of the day, I was fit for nothing. I was exhausted and was in need of the rest. Maybe uh, you have a very labor-intensive job. Maybe uh, it involves a lot of physical labor, and by the end of the working day, and especially by the end of the working week, Uh, You feel that need of rest in your body and in your mind. Of course, it's the same when we take a bigger and wider look at the subject of work. By the time the summer months come, we are definitely in need of a rest. We need our holiday. We need our time of refreshment and relaxation. Your job doesn't even need to be physical. You could have uh, maybe a desk job, and yet it's mentally and emotionally taxing. And by the end of the day, by the end of the week, by the end of the working year, you're in need of rest. Of course, this truth is as a result of sin. Remember how Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, they sinned against God. They ate the forbidden fruit. They disobeyed the command that God had given to them. And one of the consequences would be that the body would be weakened. The body would become frail. It would become become under the influences of the curse of sin. It would begin to tire. It would begin to become fatigued and exhausted. Genesis 3.19 records God as saying, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground. And when the body was going to work, when it was going to labor, it was going to become exhausted. There was going to be a need for rest. And it's all as a result of sin. And I'm sure we've all no doubt experienced that, whether it's physical tiredness, emotional tiredness, mental tiredness, we all need rest for our bodies and for our minds. The same is true not only in physical matters, but perhaps even more importantly when it comes to spiritual things. This is the aspect of rest we want to think about for a few moments today because not only do we become physically tired, not only do we have a need for rest physically speaking, but also spiritually. We become spiritually tired. We become spiritually heavy laden. We need that rest for our souls. 
and for our spiritual life. And that's exactly the subject that Christ is speaking of in our text this morning, which is Matthew 11 and the verse 28. It's a well-known verse, a verse that is often quoted in gospel meetings, a verse that no doubt is often quoted when pastoral care has been given to the people of God in a time of hardship and difficulty and a time of need. It's a verse, no doubt, that has been the subject of many uh, memory verses and children's meetings and Sunday schools. It's a verse you've heard, a verse you know, a verse, no doubt, that you've memorized in your heart and in your soul. And it's a verse that ought to be dear to the hearts of all of the people of God this morning. Christ says there in verse 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Christ is speaking of rest, not physical rest. For that will come in eternity to come for those who are trusting in Jesus Christ. But a rest we can know now. A rest we can experience this morning. A rest that can be the reality in our soul. A peace, a joy, a longing that is met in the soul of man. And Christ is dealing with a spiritual rest. There are three things we want to consider this morning from these words of Christ. Dealing with the subject of spiritual rest. Consider with me firstly the reason for this rest. Why is such a rest needed? Why is Christ here speaking about this rest for the soul? Why is he dealing with this subject of spiritual rest for man? Why is such a rest needed? Why is there a requirement? Why does the soul need to know a period of rest? Well, Christ speaks here very clearly in verse 28 that there are those who labor and are heavy laden thought about briefly already how there are those demands on our body physically. We work, we toil, we labor, we have things that we need to accomplish in life and they can cause us to be exhausted and to become in need for rest. Well, the same is true of the soul. The same is true spiritually speaking. Just as our body labors and becomes tired, so too it is with our soul. So too it is with our spiritual life. Think about the people of God this morning. There can be times in your life when you will experience a spiritual labor. You will become spiritually heavy laden. Your soul will become heavy. Your soul will become burdened. Your soul will become weighed down as a result of many different things. You will maybe have labored so much over some spiritual concern that you become heavy laden. Your soul is in need of rest. That word heavy laden that Christ Uh, uses there can speak of being overburdened or really a spiritual anxiety. He is dealing with a level of spiritual weight that really begins to press us down in our heart and in our soul. That is what it is to be heavy laden. I wonder if you experienced that, dear child of God. Maybe you're here this morning and you're in the midst of such a situation. Perhaps you're experiencing being heavy laden this morning as we speak. You're struggling to walk close with Christ. Maybe you're struggling to fight off temptation and sin and the wiles and the wickedness of Satan. Maybe there's much in your life that is distracting you from the things of God. Maybe you're struggling to get times to read and pray and to spend alone with your Savior. And this morning, you're heavy laden. You're spiritually fatigued. You're exhausted in your own soul. A few weeks ago, in our prayer meeting in Demurray, we thought about the fleshly lusts that war with the soul. We're involved, dear child of God, in a spiritual battle day and daily. 
The word of God is very clear in that. It doesn't leave us under any illusion, doesn't give any misrepresentation as to what the life of the child of God is like. We can face much trial and tribulation and struggle in our pilgrimage here on earth. And scripture is very clear that we're in the heat and the midst of a spiritual battle. There are these uh, fleshly lusts that are warring against the soul. There's not a day that passes that we're not engaged in spiritual warfare, that we're not on the spiritual battlefield. Remember how Paul dealt with that subject in Ephesians, how he spoke about warring not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, spiritual darkness and high places. We are fighting a great spiritual battle, and day after day we have this temptation to sin. We have a temptation to slip back to the old ways, to give in to the fleshly lusts. We are confronted with the wiles of the devil, and it is a constant battle. And there's a constant attack on the child of God, and Satan is ever there seeking to discourage us, seeking to waylay us, seeking to dis- Dragged us from our spiritual walk. And we must fight day after day. And when we do, and when we are involved in such a battle, when we're warring against the flesh and the lusts of the flesh, well, it's going to take its toll. We're going to become heavy laden. We're going to become spiritually fatigued. There's going to be a stress. There's going to be a strain upon our soul. The people of God are not exempt from such a thing. Of course, our trials and afflictions often will be a strain mentally. They'll be a strain emotionally, sometimes perhaps a strain physically. They most certainly will be a strain spiritually. Maybe you're here this morning and you've been battling with sin all week. You've been involved in the heat of the battle. And as you come to the house of the Lord today, you're spiritually exhausted. You're heavy laden as Christ and would speak of it here. Maybe it has been very hard even for you to get up and to come to the house of God today. It was a battle because you're so spiritually fatigued. You're heavy laden. Maybe you're struggling not so much in your own walk, but maybe you're concerned about another. Maybe you've been praying for a loved one for so long. Maybe you've been on your knees crying out to God to save a son, a daughter, a brother, a sister, a mother, a father. And day after day after day, you've been pleading with the Lord to grant his grace upon them. And yet day after day, there seems to be no answer. There seems to be no movement. And this morning, you're spiritually heavy laden. You're exhausted. You're fatigued from the pleading with the Lord. And you're spiritually anxious. You're overburdened. Maybe you're spiritually discouraged. Maybe you have a loved one who is ill and you've been praying for the healing touch of God upon that loved one. And yet... As of yet, there's been no healing. You've expected the miracle and it hasn't come. You've been expecting some improvement. You've been expecting some progress. And yet today, there has been none. And it could be the case this morning that in your soul, you're discouraged, you're downcast, you're fatigued, you're exhausted, your faith is weak. You have many questions and you're heavy burden. You're laden with your concern. Of course, we could go on giving many more examples. There are many for us that are revealed And the word of God also, and we can look to each of our lives, and we see here that there's a reason for rest. You don't need me to tell you that. You've experienced what it is to be heavy laden. You've experienced what it is to be fatigued and tired and exhausted in your own soul because of the daily battle. And so therefore, there's a reason here why Christ deals with the subject of spiritual rest. 
There's a reason why, as we will see shortly, that Christ gives the remedy. He gives the answer. Because he knows that his people labor spiritually. He knows they become heavy laden. He knows that we become overburdened with concerns and fears and troubles. And therefore Christ deals with this subject. He knows the stresses. He knows the strains. He knows the pressure you're under this morning. He knows what you faced this week. He knows what you'll face in the week to come. He knows the discouragement. He knows the weakness of your faith at times. He knows those times when you've been struggling so much that you've been unable to come even to the place of prayer. And he's touched this morning with the feeling of your infirmity. He knows you need rest. That's why we read about our Savior in Hebrews 4. Verse 15, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Christ understands. Christ knows this morning what you're facing. Christ knows that your heart and your soul are heavy laden. He knows the strain that has been on you upon you this past week. He knows like nobody else knows. And nobody else might experience or know to the full extent how you're feeling this morning, but Christ knows. The Savior knows. He understands. He wants to give you rest. Same is true, not only of the believer this morning, but if you're here and you're outside of Christ, you might be here today sitting in God's house or watching online, and in your soul you have a heaviness, you're troubled, you're anxious. You know you're not at peace. You know you're not at rest. And the heaviness and the burden of the weight of the guilt of your sin, it is weighing very heavily upon you this morning. And you're troubled in your soul and you're not at peace. And you're pricked in your conscience. And you know you're not right with God and you've been laboring in your soul. You've been battling over the issue in your heart. You've maybe been trying to put the matter right yourself. You've been trying to figure out how to become at peace and rest. And this morning you're exhausted and you're heavy laden. You're convicted of your sin. You're worried and concerned because you know the guilt of your sin. You know you're not right with God. You know this morning that if you were to die at this very moment, that you'd be lost forever and forever, and you're spiritually anxious. Well, the words of Christ here are for you this morning. The soul who is burdened with the weight and the guilt of sin, the soul who is anxious about their standing before God, the soul who is worried about where they will spend eternity here is the message for you because in verse 28, Christ says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Christ is the answer. Christ reveals the reason here for this rest. We're heavy laden. We become overburdened in our hearts. And in our souls. We'll consider secondly here this morning the requirement for this rest. How do we go about receiving such a rest? It's clear in life that not everybody has a rest in their souls. This rest isn't something that we experience naturally. It's not something we're born into. It's not something that we can work up ourselves. It's uh, very clear from a quick look at society, particularly thinking about those who are outside of Christ. There are many in the world today and they move from one trend to another. They taste of one pleasure and then move on to the next. And yet they never find satisfaction for their soul. They never find peace. They never find rest. 
And in fact, there's so much heartache, there's so much sorrow, there's so much struggle, so much grief, and so many people are uneasy. So many people are exhausted spiritually and physically, and they're not at rest. And this rest does not come automatically. So how do we get it? As Christ reveals here that we're heavy laden, that we're spiritually exhausted, how do we become at rest? How can we know this refreshment in our soul? Well, Christ is very clear here in the answer that he gives because he says, come unto me and I will give you rest. And Christ here, he is inviting all who are heavy laden. He's inviting all who are burdened in their soul, those who have this trouble in their hearts to come unto him. He is giving out this wonderful invitation to those who are troubled in their soul, whether over sin or whether over their spiritual walk. And he is telling them here, come unto me, for I will give you rest. Christ is the answer. It's the only place we can receive the rest. It's the only one that can remedy our troubled and anxious soul. Christ is not speaking here. In a physical sense, and that's important to consider as we think of the context here because there were those that were physically with him. And as he made his way through his ministry and life, there were those that sat at his feet. There were those that gathered to hear him. There were those that saw him face to face. They were there physically in his presence. Many who spoke to Christ, many who communed with Christ, and yet they never received this rest in their soul. They were never saved. John Gill, speaking of Christ, commanding the heavy laden to come unto him, he says that Christ kindly invites and encourages souls to come unto him. Not a local coming to hear him preach, nor is it a bear coming under the ordinances of Christ or a submission to baptism or an attendance at the Lord's Supper, but it's to be understood of believing in Christ, the soul coming to him in the exercise of grace to desire after him, to love him in faith and hope in him, to believe in him. That's what Christ is speaking of here, particularly to you this morning if you're unsaved, if you're looking for this rest for your soul, if you're troubled in your heart, if you're anxious over your sin, if you want your sins forgiven, if you want peace with God, if you want to know what it is to be at rest in your soul. It's not a case of just coming to church to sit under the preaching. It's not enough to be baptized. It's not enough to believe that Christ is real. These things are good, but they'll never save your soul. But rather, you must believe in Jesus Christ. You must go to him. You must desire him in your heart. You must flee to him and flee from your sin. You must exercise your faith upon him. You must repent of your sin. You must come to the Lord and confess that you failed, that you're guilty of sin, that you deserve eternal damnation, and then rest upon Jesus Christ for the salvation of your soul. That's the only way your soul will ever have rest. There's nothing in this world, there's nothing in yourself that can save you from sin. There's nothing that I can do. There's nothing that the elders of this church can do, save pointing you to Jesus Christ, the only one who can give rest. And therefore we exhort and encourage you this morning, as Christ does here, to come to Jesus Christ. Are you heavy laden? Are you troubled? Are you anxious in your soul? Do you know the weight of the guilt of your sin? Are you wondering what to do? Come to Jesus Christ. He will give you rest. What about you, dear child of God? We've thought about how the soul of the believer can be very much heavy burdened. 
thought about those circumstances, just some of them that might have brought you spiritual anxiety, and maybe this morning you feel your need, and you're struggling, you might be putting on a good appearance to those around you, and yet within your heart and soul you're deeply troubled, and you're fatigued, and you're exhausted, and you're worn out, you're tired of fighting off sin and the devil, you're tired of dealing with affliction and struggle, you're tired of battling your way through life on the spiritual battlefield. And oh yes, you know you're saved. You're not worried about your salvation. You're not doubting that you're safe in Christ of that. You're sure this morning. But nevertheless, you have this burden, you have this anxiety, you have this stress and strain in your soul. And as you come to God's house this morning, you're spiritually exhausted. Your faith is weak and you're downcast and you're discouraged. You might be even to the point where you're struggling just to keep going on and to keep your head above the water. It's just so hard to keep on in the battle. What's the answer? Christ says to come unto him, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Oh yes, you have come to him for salvation. Oh yes, you read your Bible. Oh yes, you might pray. You come to church. But here Christ is calling you unto him with your burdens, with your stresses, with your strains. By coming unto Christ, you're to come and to lay your burdens upon him. Isn't that what we're told to do in 1 Peter 5? In the verse 7, casting all your care upon him. For he careth for you. That word used for casting in the original Greek, it literally means to throw upon. We're to throw our burdens upon Christ. That's the command for the child of God. You might be here this morning saying, well, here we go again. There's another preacher that's telling me in my trouble, just leave it to the Lord and everything will be okay. But that preacher doesn't know what I'm going through. He doesn't know what I'm facing. He doesn't know what I've been dealing with the past week. And you're right, I may not know what you're going through. You're right, this is the answer that many preachers will give in the time of trouble. Why is that? Because it's the answer that Christ gives. Christ commands us here that we're to come unto him if we're laboring, if we're heavy laden, and he will give us rest. Here is the answer for the troubled soul. It's the only answer. It's the only way we can receive rest. Many might tell you what you want to hear. They might tell you it's going to be all okay, and soon the pain will pass, and soon the trouble will be over. But that might not be the case. The storm might not pass soon. The pain might not pass in the near future, but whatever the outcome, whatever the future holds, whatever you're facing now, however big or small it may seem, however troubled or anxious your soul is, you're to cast your care upon Jesus Christ. You're to come to him, for he careth for you. We're so often guilty as the people of God, and I am guilty of it as well. We come with our burdens and our concerns to the Lord in prayer. And yet the first thing we do when we say amen is we begin to worry about it again. And it's still troubling us. And we're still anxious. We still have the same burden and concern as before. Why do we do that? Because we haven't truly surrendered to the Lord. We haven't truly committed our problems to him. Yes, we've come to him in prayer. Yes, we might have spoke the right words. Yes, we might have done the right things in the place of prayer, but we haven't truly left our troubles with him. We haven't truly thrown our concerns and our anxieties upon the Savior. And so nothing will change. 
If you want peace, if you want rest, we're to bring our burdens to Christ and we're to leave them with him. Come to Christ and say, Lord, here is my burden, here's my heartache, here's my grief. Here's the circumstance that I'm facing and it's brought a heaviness in my soul and I'm struggling and I don't know what to do. I surrender it to thee and I pray that you will do with it as you please. That you will cause the outcome that is according to your plan and your purpose and help me to be at peace with that. Whatever your will is, that's the only way we're going to have rest. By surrendering our burdens and troubles to him and it can be so hard to do. It's harder for us to let go of our burdens and troubles perhaps than what we think because we like to try to deal with them ourselves. We like to try to figure it out in our own way. But here Christ gives the only answer, come unto me and I will give you rest. And dear child of God this morning, if you're struggling, if you're anxious, if you're troubled, come to Jesus Christ, lay your burdens upon him. Bring it all to him in the place of prayer. Lay it upon his hands. Surrender to his will and his purpose in your life. For Christ promises that if you do that, he will give you rest. You will have a peace. Christ will be with you. The reason for rest, we need it. The requirement for rest, we must come to Jesus Christ. But then finally notice here this morning the receiving of this rest. There's a wonderful promise that's contained here in these words of Christ. For he says in verse 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And then he gives this wonderful promise, And I will give you rest. Christ promises here that whoever is heavy laden in their soul, whoever comes to him with that burden, whoever pours out that burden upon him, whoever entrusts their concerns and their anxieties and their fears into the hands and into the care of the Savior, he's going to give them rest. Dear child of God, it's very important to note here that Christ does not say that he will give us always the outcome that we desire, that we want, or that we expect. He doesn't say that he will definitely, in every circumstance, heal the sick or take away the burden of the problem or to work it out in the way that we would have to work it out. And that is something that we need to understand. But he does promise here that whatever his will is, when we surrender to the Lord, he will give us rest. He'll give us a peace. Reminded of the thorn in the flesh that Paul had to deal with. We can't be sure exactly what that was. There are many theories and ideas. But three times Paul asked the Lord to take away that thorn. Some trouble, some burden that he had, some affliction that he was facing, something that was clearly troubling, troubling him so much that he brought it here on these occasions to the Lord three times and he pleaded with the Lord to take it away. He asked the Lord to remove that thorn in the flesh from him and yet the Lord didn't. He didn't take away the thorn in the flesh. He didn't take Paul out of his affliction. He didn't remove the burden of the circumstance. But he did give him a wonderful promise. We can find it in 2 Corinthians 12, the verse 9. And Paul relays this promise that God gave him. He said, unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. The Lord said no to Paul's request in, order of, or in terms of taking away the burden. But he says, I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you rest. I'm going to give you grace. I'm going to give you the strength to get through it. And dear child of God, the Lord might necessarily take the burden away. There are circumstances 
that he will, and we're to praise the Lord for that. And it's wonderful to experience those times in our lives when nearly as quickly as we prayed, the answer has come, and the Lord removes the burden, and he can work like that. And he does work like that, but it's not always the case and it's not always as well that we might be removed from the hardship and the trial and the difficulty, but he will give you the grace. He will give you the strength to deal with it. This promise still remains true that if we come unto him, he will give us rest, he'll give us peace. And it's a wonderful promise for the child of God. It's a wonderful encouragement this morning to you, particularly if you're heavy laden and you're struggling. Dear unsaved soul, what a promise it is for your heart. You who are under the heavy weight of your sin. You who are under the condemnation of God. You who are troubled, maybe even broken this morning. At your state and standing before Almighty God. Christ says to you to come to him and what will he do? He'll give you rest. In the case of the sinner who comes to Christ and repents of their sin, the reality is that Christ does remove the burden. That immediately Christ cleanses the soul from all sin through his precious blood. Christ immediately at the cross, he lifts that burden upon you and he places it upon himself and he deals with the sin that is in your soul. The hymn writer said, burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. Christ will lift the burden of sin from your soul. And in return, he will give you a peace, a rest that you can find in nothing in this world. A peace and a rest that you can never work up yourself. A peace and a rest that you can never exercise by anything that you can do, but he'll give you a peace and a rest, not just now, but for all eternity. Dear sinner, we therefore plead with you to come to Jesus Christ. Come and have your burdens lifted. Come and receive and experience this wonderful promise that Christ is issuing to sinners this morning. Come unto me, all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'll give you peace in your soul. Dear child of God this morning, dear soul that is weary and burdened, dear child of God who is afflicted, Struggling in the heat of the battle. Christ is saying to you this morning, come unto me. And I will give you rest. I'll give you peace in your soul. I'll help you whatever the difficulty is. Whatever trouble you're facing. Leave it with me. Commit it into my hands. And into my care and into my keeping. And I will carry it for you. And in return I'll give you this rest that no other can give. And therefore, dear child of God, today, whatever you're facing... Whatever stage you're at in your spiritual walk, however difficult the past week has been, whatever the week ahead might bring, come unto Christ. Leave it with him and receive this wonderful rest that he has promised for your soul. We trust the Lord will bless his word to your hearts this morning for his own name's sake. The hymn number 100. The hymn number 100, O Christ, what burdens bowed thy head, our load was laid on thee. I stoodest in the sinner's stead that spare all ill for me. The hymn number 100 will stand together as we worship the Lord. If you're not remaining with us uh, to meet around the table of the Lord ask, after, we'd ask that you please leave during the singing of verse 2 of this hymn, and we'll be there to greet you at the door uh, during this hymn, please. Hymn number 100 standing.